Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny will be interviewing Lee Carroll, who has been channeling the entity known as Cryon for 25 years and has over half a million books in print and in 24 languages worldwide. So the two of them will be chatting about Cryon's loving messages, wild cards, soul contracts, and so much more. Should be a great show. And now I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. And good morning. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, attorney turned life coach, Sunny Joy McMillan. We're here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives, and those are found at 1150kknw.com. Um, And I invite you to connect with me via Facebook. And of course, you can find me there by my name, Sunny Joy McMillan. But we also have a page for the show, which is called Sunny in Seattle Radio. And if you follow that page, um, you will get notices of upcoming guests. So you can check out who is going to be on the show on any given week. Um, And I want to just jump right in here. Um, So we have a really special guest today. And this is someone who... um, I have been following for quite some time now, so it was really, um, really exciting to get him on the show today. And I want to um, just share with you, he's actually going to be in Portland, uh, very near us, this, uh, the 11th through the 13th of August. So Lee Carroll, um, who channels for Cryon. And I just want to give you the details on the event, and then we'll dive into a little bit of bio on Lee and get him welcomed on the show. So if you guys want to go ahead, if you're at home, you're at your computer, you can go to cryon.com. That's K-R-Y-O-N cryon.com and under the events little button there or the link um, you will find the details for this event that's happening in Portland August 11th through 13th that's a Saturday through Monday and it's taking place at the Holiday Inn Portland South so you can go ahead and sign up for that it is not too late and head down to Portland uh, tomorrow on Saturday and catch this amazing event Um, I've been to several of Lee's live events and it is definitely worth going I can tell you that So for those of you who may not already know Lee Carroll, um, he graduated with a business and economics degree from California Western University in California, and he started a technical audio business in San Diego that flourished for about 30 years. But all of that changed in around 1989, and we'll let Lee tell you what happened at that time. So fast forward to today, and Lee has been channeling the loving entity known as Cryon for about 25 years. There are now over half a million books in print in 24 languages worldwide, and I own um, all of the books in English, I will just tell you that. Um, Lee regularly speaks before audiences all over the world, some of the largest being in Eastern and Western Europe, with over 3,000 people in attendance. He has spoken in more than 33 different countries so far and is adding more all the time. Um, He has even channeled Cryon before the United Nations on several occasions. 
Um, He also has three books about the indigo children, which I know is a popular topic for a lot of our listeners at KKNW. Um, All of those books were published uh, through Hay House or Louise Hay, and uh, he introduced that uh, term, the indigo children, to the earth, really. So again, the website to go to where you will find, I mean, there's so much free stuff here. Pretty much every recording of every channeling you're going to find at cryon.com. I go there frequently, so I recommend that you do too. Uh, So Lee, without further ado, welcome to Sunny in Seattle. Well, thank you, Sunny. I'm here. It's just great. We (laughs) We don't do interviews very much, and it's just not because we're elusive. It's just because we're always on the road. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's tough. But we're home now, and this is great, and thank you for that wonderful intro coming to Portland. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited you're going to be back up in the Pacific Northwest. I did have the pleasure of seeing you in Nanaimo at that Science and Spirituality Conference, which was extraordinary. It was amazing. It really was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you guys playing? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that Nanaimo Conference was so good in so many ways, and uh, I'm still thinking about it, but I thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And just out of curiosity, do you think that will be a group that will come together again in the future? Or was that a one-time thing? No, it's not a one-time thing. We can't do it that often because what, what, um, the people we put together and, if, and those names with Lynn McTaggart and uh, Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and Greg Payton, <laughs> uh, you can't get them together that often. And so we've, we've, we're going to do it again in two years we got some commitments. I just can't tell you when it's going to happen, but you'll know. It'll be on my side. Oh, absolutely. I will be following that and will definitely be attending that again. Um, that was amazing. Um, okay, so jumping in, you know, I get such a kick out of hearing um, from the various channelers that I have interviewed on the show, and I haven't had a ton, but the handful that have been on here, I love asking you know, how did the channeling process or how did this begin? Um, and you have a kind of an interesting story on this from what I know, and I would love it if you would share it with our listeners. Thank you, Sonny. And I want to tell you, just for those who are listening, and also you, you use the buzzword channeling, and so I'm hoping everybody is going to still be here. <laughs> it's KK&W. Of course they will. <laughs> in, in some cases, it has a, uh, a stigma about it as being uh, uh, strange, occult, whatever. I tell people right off the bat that I believe, this is my opinion, that uh, the very scripture, uh, the scriptures all over the planet had to be channeled. They were, uh, they say they're the word of God, but humans did it. And so if you're going to say, well, how could a human give you the word of God? It had to be channeling. Yeah. So in my opinion, this has been with us a very, very long time. Uh, channelers, I put many channelers on my stage. Sometimes in Europe, I had up to 12 Um and we did it also in Sedona. So we, we get together and we have stories. And if, if there's one thing I can tell you that I know, and just been getting to the answer to your question, all of our startings are different. And the way we channel is different. So there's no you know, one a shoe fits all here. And there's many people even listening to this show who channel as well. They can, they can even uh, acknowledge that very thing. It's different the way it, it feels, the what we do. At our starts, the beginnings, and it's it's tailor-made to who we are, and I love that. It, it, I believe in a very um, benevolent and loving and knowing God, and I, and I believe that that particular, uh, if you want to call it entity or creative source, knows us so well. And so when we get into this, it's, it's almost like it's, it's tailor-made to uh, our personality. And in my case, I'm a very stubborn guy, a man, and with a man brain, very scientific in a in – a, would you say uh, a profession that I'm very happy about? I've been in a very long time, a lot of wars, and thinking there's no reason for me to move. 
And that's where it starts. And, and I'll go there and I'll tell you just very briefly what happened so we don't eat up all the time, except that when we talk about this with other channels, it's completely different. Some are, you know, like our, the women are often, you know, just housewives or some of them are in corporate. Um, and some of the men, it's just, you have the same thing. So it's, it, it's very, very unique to all of us. And the question is, you know, um, w- when it happens, well, then I'm going to tell you what happened. We, you know, do you have choice? And the answer is absolutely. We have free choice to have, um, to have made some selections or not. So for me, that life selection, I know you're a life coach, so you'll understand that. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it had to hit me over the head in such a way that this logical man brain would say, you know, it's real. <laughs> As opposed to, you know, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. And what did happen at that point in time is I was taken to by my wife at the time, Jan Tober, who was still my partner and we love each other very much. And in fact, I just came from her house about a half hour ago. And she took me to two channelers over three years, and both of them were men. And I dragging, kicking and screaming. I never wanted to do this. I thought it was silly and ridiculous and, and, and eye rolling and all that. But I went because she wanted me to. And they both said the same identical thing and gave me something to check out that that they didn't know each other. And they were 40 years apart in age. And when I started checking this out, I realized it was something nobody could know. It was almost like they pointed to something that was that would had to be absolute proof. Nobody could know this. And when they did this, I, I said, you know, what are the odds that this could be? And it started me then on a journey to figure it out. I couldn't. And so the only thing I had... I could do was to sit in the chair and say, okay, Cryon or whatever your name is. It's not a, some, <laughs> Cryon is not a very angelic name. He <laughs> sounds like some, some technician, you know, on a spaceship or something. <laughs> and when, when I sat down in the chair, literally I said, I, I put out the fleece. I said, okay, if you're there, show me. And, and I didn't believe anything would happen. And it did. <laughs> and that's where it started. And so there's a lot of lessons in this, and, and we, we teach about them. You know, what actually took place? Did we have free choice? Will God, if you want to say God, spirit, creative source, it, does it work that way? And the answer is yes. It's not a God that doesn't know you. It's, it's not a God that you have to, you know, go through 14 people and climb steps to get to. It's a God that lives inside, and this is, this is what we teach. Yes, and, you know, I've heard you talk about this before, but I'm just curious, because this was in the 1980s, of course, channeling, I think, has become a little bit more um, mainstream or, or accepted by a lot of people. But at the time when you were beginning to do this, I would imagine that it was in an interesting kind of coming out for friends and family. And I'm curious, you know, if you have any advice for people out there, you know, how was this for you and for people who want to put their work in the world and have fears? What do you say? Totally honest. Being, I, this is the way I feel about it, and, and I don't want to put anybody off. But I'll tell you this: is that I was so afraid I would lose my friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, one of them being the godfather of my boys, my uh, my engineering friends, and in my studio, all of this. I was afraid I would lose uh, neighbors and all that I I built up over all my life. And the answer is, I did. Oh no! <laughs> all of them. And here's what I want to tell you. And I received others in my life that are every bit as loving and beautiful and, and uh, if I could say, more awakened, more, more precious. So there is a transition. You just can't uh, say there isn't. You know? And you can't say, well, it'll be all right. Because, it, because it, you go through a cycle, and when they find out what you're doing, there are many who don't want to see you again because they don't understand. Yeah. 
uh, you know, it's frightening to them or whatever they've been told or what they believe goes against that in some way. They don't know what to say. So I've experienced it all. When uh, I thought I would lose uh, <coughs> my, my children at the time, young, uh, born-again Christians, and uh, that's one, one of the reasons I left their mother is because I couldn't go that direction anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid I would lose them, and I never did, and, uh, ever. And that's because they saw the love of their father, and what I'd become was even better than what, what I was before. And, and so this is what I tell people, is that if people can see the love of God in you in this way, and if you change, and if you change to be a more benevolent person, more understanding, more patient, and more compassionate, that's their choice. If they don't like that, mm-hmm. then, you know, then there are other friends who will. Yes. And uh, I know it's, this, is, this, is, this is just the way I talk about it. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I've heard from, you know, from, as I mentioned, I've interviewed some other channels, and what I have heard from a couple of them is that, you know, while the words are important in the message, perhaps even more important is the experience of the vibration, that it's an energetic experience. Would you say that's true for Cryon's messages as well? Not, not only that, but I can I deal with this almost uh, weekly. And I'll tell you why, and it's so interesting, and people have even questioned this. We put everything that Cryon says uh, online for free. Yeah. And we've done that now for years. So there's hundreds and hundreds of hours of Cryon on my site. By the way, if I could tell people, YouTube is not where to find Cryon. Thank you very much. But (laughs) we've never put one channeling on YouTube, ever. And that's because YouTube is filled with things that are not me. Also, they put funny titles uh, on it to get you to click, and when you click, they make money. They, the only place really to find crying in total and in the organization that we ask with uh, be, uh, the uh, crimes lead that the channels lead to each other. Uh, some are given uh, information about the one previously and all, so it's important to see them in a row and have them been given. That's all on my site. And so when I when I transcribe these channels, I can't I can't believe what was left out. <laughs> so I'm realizing that at the time that they're given in audio, there's a vibration, an understanding, um, a self-evidence that people get it. And the energy that is there, and even when you listen to them, uh, if you're, if you're in, the, in the right mode, you can feel it and you get it. You get it totally. But then when they get on paper, it's missing. <laughs> huh. So I then have to fill in the cracks, which I do, and I call it over-channeling. So I will channel over the, the audio to get it to the written word so it is, it's understandable. And so it's funny you should ask that because I don't think I, anybody's ever asked, you know, why do you do that? Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell people, do it, try it yourself. Even in normal conversations sometimes, if you start transcribing what you've said, you'll go, my gosh, half, half of what I was saying was actually missing when you start reading it. Yeah. So you have to fill in the blank. So you're right. There is an energy that is created when we start channeling, and the people feel it. And they've told me this so many times. Some some have experiences. Uh, some this is, other channels will tell you this too. Some go to sleep, hmm. and they wake up and they say, "I didn't hear anything you said. I feel so bad. I came here and I, and I didn't hear anything." And the answer is, "Yes, you did, <laughs> but you needed to experience it in a different way because it was it was." enhanced and unique for you in that place you thought you were asleep but you were getting a download so yeah this is this is very very common all through my experience and all the 28 years that i've been doing this now this is this has been the case and it doesn't matter how small or large the audience is 
people react to the information differently, even mm. to the voice and the energy. Mm. Yeah, and you mentioned... Funny experience. Yeah, some funny experiences. I mean, sometimes negatively. <laughs> yeah. They don't want... They, I mean, it's like crying his ass. You say, there are those in here afraid to be loved. It, and they yeah. are. <laughs> just don't want to go there. You know, it's just like a little too much or not now or later. They just don't <laughs> want to be open enough to feel something that they didn't expect. Yeah. Sorry, oh no, no, I interrupted you. <laughs> so, um, I will. I will just say, you know, for listeners out there, I've of course mentioned your work before, and I will just reiterate again that for me, um, I, the the religious um, messaging that I received when I was younger, which was pretty conservative version of Christianity, and I'll just disclaimer: I think Jesus is awesome. I'm not. I I kind of go along the lines of um, I'm looking through my notes to get this quote exactly, but around the idea of religion, that religion tells you a great deal about men, not God. So in any event, the, the, what was presented to me when I was little never really felt like truth. And then, um, uh, gosh, it was probably um, the very beginning of my spiritual journey. Um, your work was recommended, and I bought the first three books on Audible and then bought all the books through Amazon, the used books that were you know from the 80s all the way through to the present day. And I have never had um, the puzzle fit together more beautifully than when I read the messages that Cryon brought through about who we really are, what's actually going on on a meta level, um, why we're here, what we came here to do, and all of these things. And so there's so, of course, as you mentioned, you know, nearly three decades of work here. Just for our listeners out there, how how can you summarize or at least go through kind of the messages that Cryon came here to bring? What what you can expect from from uh, the channelings? I'll tell you, I didn't know either. Started in eighteen in uh, nineteen eighty nine, <clears throat> and uh, for all of these years that that leading up to, uh, to what I'm going to tell you about, I was uncertain. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to give you a seminar now, but. <laughs> To be called the magnetic master is is almost comical. Yeah. It was, again, it was out of some space <laughs> fantasy, and so I didn't know either. I just knew that it felt good. It was loving. It was, it was filled with wonderful new information, and people were attracted to it. And very very careful um, not to be a guru. Um, let me just tell you for those listeners: you can go to my site and search all you want. There's no place to send us money. We just don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. This is just information, and it's free. And so we like to – I earn my money by seminars. That's, that's what I do, not from the cryon channeling mm -hmm. because that's free, and everybody can have it, is, so we record everything. But in, in, this, in this whole process and these, all these years, I finally got it because when we started approaching 2012, Cryon then started opening up, and he said, what was the prophecy when you were born? You weren't going to make it, and you were supposed to be – You know, we had our Armageddon. We had our, our – uh, the, the changes that we're going to go through, many, many names, the second coming, and all that was going to happen about 2000, and it didn't. And then 2012 loomed, and we find out that was, that was another point, and it was. And then I started doing my research because clients started talking about it. <clears throat> and everywhere I went around the world, and at that point in time I was going lots of places, I started asking indigenous to come forward. I would look up indigenous wherever I went and say, please, will you talk to me? And I asked him two stories. What's your creation story and what's your prophecy? Mm -hmm. And I was blown out of the water because almost exclusively, and I'm talking about eight, oh, more than 80% had the same doggone story. Mm -hmm. 
and I never knew about it. And you never see it on the internet because these people don't even know each other. They don't have, you know, they didn't have web pages. <laughs> there, there were cultures that were isolated until we get to the Maya. Now the Maya did a, a really good job with their calendar, but the Maya and the Toltecs and the Aztecs all had the same calendar through all of those years and all talked about this precession of the equinoxes that was going to happen at the end of 2012. And when you started reading that prophecy, and you, you can also see it on the um, Hopi Indian rock, and it's just it's all over North America too, this prophecy that said if we make it past that precession of the equinoxes, which is really measured by the wobble of the earth, it's a 26,000-year wobble. Mm -hmm. And when it centers up, that's the precession. And they said if you make it past that and don't destroy yourself again, that's another story. Yeah. That you will then get into a, a, an energy that is going to be the highest consciousness that humanity has ever experienced. And it's going to start in 2012, and you're going to start seeing it within four to five years after that. And it's going to be the end of war. It's going to be, it, it, it's going to be filled with shocking things that are surprising and not normal. It's normal as measured from, from what you experience all your life in business and politics and, and family. And even a change in compassion and love on this planet. And that's when I realized what Kron was talking about. He says, I'm here for the shift. Hmm. Then we realized we did make it. I mean, I grew up, Sonny, mm -hmm. with, in, a, in the Cold War era. I was, I was in high school, in college, in the Cold War area. 50,000 nuclear weapons pointed at each other. Hmm. And we weren't going to make it. My father on his deathbed, deathbed apologized to me in with tears he, uh, for bringing me into this world at the wrong time. Mm. I mean, and I, that is how positive he was that we weren't going to make it. Mm. He'd seen World War II. He'd seen what we do. And we were headed for it again, and here it came. You know, and the prophecies, both in Scripture and Nostradamus, all told us about it. Casey told us about it. It was coming. Mm -hmm. and it didn't. Yep. It didn't. And instead, here we are in 18, trying to figure out why stuff is so screwed up and it isn't it's just changing it's changing radically and uh i'm you know it was just two months ago the 33 to 34 again get my facts right the bishops of the catholic church in chile all resigned together yep. because the pope called them on their stuff yep they all resigned um i mean this is if you've seen what's happening with with the with the, the thing that's been here for hundreds of years, longer than we've had our country, which is the, uh, the, uh, the abuse of women. Mm -hmm. This has been with us forever. This is human nature, and suddenly it's crawling out of the cracks. People are coming forward. It's starting to be reported. We're starting to clean up stuff we never thought we would clean up. In the process, there are people who see this on the news and will see it and say, the earth is getting worse. Right. Only because the darkness is being exposed. So I want to tell you, you got light. We have more light now than we've ever had before. It's getting better. In 2012, Prime gave us two very important predictions. And those predictions are not. He says predictions are not predictions; they're potentials. There's no nobody can predict it because you have free choice. Humanity has free choice. Yep. But the potentials, if they're large enough, Prime will mention, and he mentioned two. And that was in I forgot what month. You can find it on my site, but it was in 2012. I think it was in March in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And he talked about uh, he was going to get a new pope soon. We did. Thirteen months later, we had a new pope. And then he said – then he started a diatribe, literally, about North Korean leader <laughs> and why this guy was who he was and what was going to happen and the potentials. And if he was really smart, what he should do. 
And five more times he did that up until the handshake happened uh, a few months ago. Yeah. And that was so bizarre to have that turnaround. And Kron talked about it. And he said, this is a new consciousness for, for sometimes for old reasons. Things will shock you, including the leaders you get in politics and all that. This is you. You're not ready to see this kind of change, and many will fear it because it's not normal. That's why Kryon is here, to lead us through the shift, to show us what's happening, to give another aspect to it so we won't be afraid, and to, to let us know, you know, uh, basically what we have done, not what spirit has done, not what the creator has done, but, but free choice, what we have done. And Kryon says it's absolutely unique to the planet. You've never done it before, so stand by for evolution of consciousness. That's what we talk about in our seminars. What's that look like? What's it going to be? You know, what's next? And how do you identify it? And how we can apply it to our own lives? As um, and here I'm going to interview you as a life coach. <laughs> have you seen this? Oh yes, but I have to confess that I can't divorce my spirituality from my coaching practice. So the people that tend to be attracted to me are the ones who are part of the awakening. I mean, I think we all are to some degree, but these are the people who know that they're part of the awakening and they want to embrace it and step into it. So yeah, I see that all the time. And a lot of people who can't even quite articulate it yet, but they know that they're being called to something more and that they need, they have big work to do for a big change, but it's not quite being expressed in their current life, and they want to change that and step into what they came here to do. It's true, and, the, and you, you are, you're on the front lines. You're in the, like in the trenches as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. I can sit and talk to many people. I can go home. You're doing eyeball to eyeball, and that is, that, to me, that is the work. And what you're seeing, I think, in my opinion, is people starting to question what they didn't question before, and also... I tell people what happened to me is God got bigger. Yes. And can I echo you? I love Jesus too. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is what men did, not what God does. Uh, you're right. And people are starting to, to um, awaken to a larger truth. And it doesn't wipe away their spirituality or what they've been told or any of these things. It just makes them look at it differently, question perhaps a little bit of it, just so they can refine it into a more compassionate way, you know? This is... Uh, and. It, what you're doing is helping them to apply it to what happens when they go home with their kids and their work and, and what might be going on in their lives that they didn't expect. Yeah, absolutely, because when you bring these beautiful concepts that Cryon teaches back into, for some people, I mean, I guess I'll just call it, for lack of a better word, the real world, then you can come up against a lot of um, – uh, resistance. And so it takes a lot of uh, work on our, you know, from a neuroscience perspective on our thoughts and our neural pathways. And of course, Greg Braden and Joe Dispenza and, and Bruce Joe, Lipton, oh my goodness. They're all they're about neural pathways. Yes. Yeah. So they are all, their work is really leading the way and I incorporate a lot of that into my practice. Um, but I, I do see, Lee, that we are past the time for our first break. So we're going to take our, or actually our only break since we're only doing one these days. Um, so we are going to take our break. I have been talking today with Lee Carroll. Um, he will actually be in Portland in just a day, uh, August 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's Saturday, Sunday, and Monday doing a live workshop. These are workshops that you want to be at, I will tell you from personal experience. And it's right in Portland, so very accessible. The Holiday Inn, Portland South. Just go to cryon.com. 
And that's K-R-Y-O-N, cryon.com. And just click on that events link and you will get all of the details and register so you can just scoot right down to Portland and take advantage of it. So you are listening to Sunny in Seattle. Uh, We're going to take our break and be back in just a few to continue the conversation with Lee Carroll. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story, and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available for pre-order today on Amazon.com. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazowitz, and this is Climate Connections. For five days in April, Richard Thomas of Waterville, Maine, ate no solid food. He was not sick, and it was not part of a cleansing diet. He was fasting to encourage deeper reflection on climate change. Climate change is already harming our agriculture, and unless we do a lot more to deal with the problem, Our grandkids are probably going to have to deal with hunger. About 20 people, mostly from his church, joined him in the fast. Some stopped eating for just one day, others for longer. He says for many participants, the fast inspired further action. Some are now organizing candidate forums focused on climate change. Others have formed a group to meditate and pray about climate change and its meaning in their lives. The goal here is to approach the issue in a spiritual way, not in an angry, frustrated way. For Thomas, experiencing hunger strengthened his resolve to protect people and the earth. It has motivated me to work a little bit harder on climate change. I have to do something more so that our kids and grandkids can have good lives. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. After countless tries to find healing for a devastating low back pain, Dr. Andy Marone met with his mentor and discovered a balance and clarity he never thought possible. He left his job as a software engineer and began a lifelong journey of learning the power of quality chiropractic care and enzyme nutrition and never looked back. He believes in not just treating pain, but removing roadblocks and paving the way to a happy and healthy life. Join Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner, Mondays from 9 to 10 a.m. on Seattle's Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. 
And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I am so honored to be joined today by Lee Carroll, uh, a spiritual teacher that I have been following for years and love all of the cryon books. Um, so, Lee, before the break, we were talking a bit about, you know, how the messages, what, what Cryon is here to do and what the messages have brought us. And these are actually really practical messages. Um, these are things that can be applied in our day-to-day life. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I'd love to. And this is controversial because in the, uh, what we'll call the New Age or esoterics uh, in general, there's been um, paradigms that we would follow or that others have followed. I, I never did. But that you see about what happens when you uh, have an awakening or become enlightened or whatever. And Krein is very, very specific. He says this. He says, this is not about going into a commune. This is not about wearing special colors. This is not about joining any group. He says, you have got to stand alone in your own benevolent love field and be the changed person that people want to know. And he says, what good does it do for you to be strange? To look, I mean, that's the question. Let's say that you're going to wear a funny color or say, or wear a sign that says, uh, you know, I believe in past lives or whatever, and walk <laughs> around. That's what many, that's many do. They're so proud of it because they say, well, I'm speaking my truth. I'm speaking my truth. And at the same time you speak your truth, people are running away because they think you're strange or odd. They don't want to know you. <laughs> so what Klein has said is, says, keep it to yourself and show them who you are by your benevolence and your love, how you react. If you're at work, I call it clientology. How do you work to clients if you, if you work with them? How about other workers? People will see in you a patience and an understanding and a way of solving everyday issues that is just so unusual. If you have somebody stand at you and bawl you out or call you names, there's a, there's a way we react. And what if you don't? And, and they'll say, I just saw something I've never seen before. So how do you maintain your attitude of, of, of you know of normalcy when this is going on and you can just look at him and say because i found something you want to talk about it i'll let you know then don't give him a cryon book sit him <laughs> down and just talk about a bigger experience you've had an awakening to a, a love and it's just personal it didn't you didn't have to join a group and you didn't have to go anywhere you didn't have to do anything but you got it anyway and they'll this is what changes lives one at a time um as, as opposed, you know, having to report someplace and um, and have it and do something or exercises or climb stairs or whatever. that's my that's what I say. Climb stairs, meaning that this is how many people think you get enlightened. You've got to climb so many stairs, pay so much money. Yeah, and that's a very very old paradigm, and it's in all belief systems, even ours. And so this is what we talk about, and this is the shift and the change. This has got to be practical. You've got to see this in somebody. Um, in everything, everyday life, you know, was how do you react when somebody flips you off on the freeway because you just did a bad deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and I've had it happen so many times because I'm not all that great a driver, and so and you have to realize I just bless them and say, you know, I'm, just, I'm sorry you're having a bad day, <laughs> but this is this is how you you get to a place, and I'll tell you, I don't get angry anymore. I get disappointed. This one, I can't remember the last time I was actually angry. Mm. So your blood pressure goes up and your face gets red. This is not there anymore. And mm. this, it disengages uh, human nature, old human nature paradigm buttons that yeah. get pressed. When somebody used to talk about religion or politics or whatever, you know, and I had my own way and I'd get angry and I'd get uppity and all these things. And I had, and it just, now it just does nothing. It's just, I'm just listening. I'm listening to a consciousness and, and, and how they believe about something. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't affect me. 
And so these, this is what I'm talking about, that it's possible uh, and, and very doable, a very change in who you are. Yeah. And I have noticed that in my own life. Um, and I return to the, even the, the books from the 80s and 90s. Um, it, it's, uh, I return to this, the teachings so often to incorporate them in my day-to-day life, my morning practice, all of these things that really make up me as a spiritual being. Um, and speaking of which, Lee, I have to say one of the biggest messages that I have received from Cryon's work, and I will just preface this a little bit by saying I feel, at least in my current experience, that one of the biggest journeys that I came here to learn about, and perhaps all of us, but me, i just looking at my past experience before I did this work, was around self-worth. And there was one channel teaching that I was listening to in the car, and I actually had to pull over and write this quote down, and I keep it on note cards around my, my office and my house. Born magnificent and worthy you are. So Cryon talks so much about our self-worth, and I just I would love it if you could speak to that a little bit because I think people hear that term and they're like, eh, it's kind of amorphous. What is that? How does it really affect us? But it, from what I understand, it is the foundational component to being able to change our biology, to being able to live um, uh, freely, all of these things. So do you mind speaking on self-worth a little bit? I'd be happy to, and there's many things that beat it up, and um, our society in general, has a lot less of it yeah. uh, than other societies. I, I know this because I, I travel a lot. And that that's also for several reasons. Um, and without making anybody wrong, and I really don't, I will just say that um, when you the last time you went to worship, what they tell you? Mm-hmm. And what they told you was that um, you were born in sin. You didn't have a chance. And also what they tell you is they've got some kind of a god for some strange reason, that his has a human brain. <laughs> now, they didn't say that, but it does, because that particular strange god that you have will punish you and send you to a horrible place where they torture you even after you're dead. And by the way, your children are included, unless you do something, and then you will then have everything. And so this is one of the reasons. It's, a, it's trained into us from kids in our culture and our society that we're not worthy, and there, there are scriptures that they can all that, and you, you know, you're not magnificent. Mm-hmm. These are, in my opinion, this is a holdover from even from Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. It, it creates a punishing, vindictful God, and that is not my God. And I don't know where they get that, except that they've made God into a human, just like the Greeks did. In fact, they made their gods dysfunctional on right. purpose, I think. <laughs> and that is one. That's one reason. Uh, and it's a big one. But the other one is even bigger, and that is this. Human nature through the ages, very low consciousness, and I think you know that. In fact, that's what we're endeavoring to climb out of, a, yeah. a consciousness that would, would go to war every you know century or less than, and the, the longer history went, the more often you went to war. In fact, um, if you studied World War One and Two, they're the same war. They just took a break, yeah. <laughs> and, they can, and then they continued. And World War III was going to be the same. We just took a break, and we, we keep going. This is very low human consciousness. So there are many what I would call old souls. Uh, old souls, and I believe in reincarnation, like over a sixth of the world's population does. Yeah. And I believe that that is a beautiful system of wisdom that lets us come back and continue to learn. And in that, if it's true, there are many who would listen to this program 
who have been so many lifetimes and done so many things, but the chances are that they have come to a higher consciousness of awakening. And when they did, they were punished for it. And that punishment could be anything from the loss of friends and neighbors or being ostracized or even being killed. And lifetime after lifetime, you learn, hey, don't show your light. Even if you have different ideas from what they're telling you, God is. Don't do it, because if you do it, you're going to, you know, here it comes again. Yeah. <laughs> and so you wake up in this lifetime, and here it is, and you start this awakening process, and you feel it coming, you know, and God's a little bigger than that, and I know better, and, 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 and wow, I feel this love and compassion, and I feel that I, I am so much more than they're telling me and all that, and is this blasphemous, or, or is it real? And I want to find out for free choice. There are so many who are beat up and won't go there because of what's happened in the past or what people are telling you about who God is. You just, you just cower in it and just don't awaken, and you, you say nothing. That is self-worth. That's a lack of you knowing who you are, and who we are is magnificent. I have got a beautiful, loving, benevolent, magnificent creator of the universe, and that's where my soul came from. It's not beat up. It's, it's not covered in dirt when I got here. It is magnificent. And it goes from there. With free choice, then I can choose the low or the high. Many people choose low. Many people choose high. But that's the free choice. But I get here clean. And that's what I try to tell people is one of the biggest differences of what crime teaches and what you're going to get in some other belief systems that have you arrive without a chance. Right. And that really is beats up our self-worth. And when we're trained that way as kids, and then we have parents who tell us we're not any good either. Wow, wow, you know this is where this is where Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden and Lynn McTaggart will come in and say, you know, those neural pathways have been trained. It's like you burn your hand when you're a kid, and you'll never you'll never put your hand on the stove again. It's the same as what you're told as a kid, or what you think you are, and what you will or will not do. And that's what we face. And I think again, going to Sunny. In Seattle, that is what you see as well when you're as a life coach and you have to undo or at least show in so many lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And we work pretty hard at that because we've got a pretty powerful subconscious that's been holding on to some. We things. really do. Isn't it? Wow. It's our dreams. It's, uh, it's what might, might have happened to us that we can't explain in past lives. I mean, why do we have phobias and fears, of things we've never experienced in this lifetime? It's just, that's. Oh, there's so much material. Sometimes I'll bring it to seminars of the experiments. I think it was the University of Virginia, 2,500 cases of past life experience with children yeah. using research and validation. They're on to this. You're seeing grants given by the government for these studies because they are, they are profound and they're provable. And that's more and more now that we're starting to open up to those possibilities. And again, as I say, we're the underdog here. We, we are, as Westerners, we think we've got it covered. We know, no, there's no such thing as past lives. <laughs> so the world has always believed in it. We're, just, right. we're almost a minority here. Right. Because there's so many more that are, that are uh, coming on to it. Yeah, and I actually I've read in a couple of places that you know when the when the Bible was actually um, uh, you know the, the books were chosen whatever three or four hundred years after Jesus's death and it was very political and it was very patriarchal. There were actually mentions of reincarnation in some of the books, and all those books were. were thrown to the wayside. Yeah. So it was actually a That's part exactly of our <laughs> right. Any any Christian who and again I'm not here to tear away faith, but it's so interesting to find out where your Bible came from, and what they left out, right. and all these things, because that really is 
that's eye-opening. It won't, don't let it change your love of Jesus, but you might take a look at, at what you're being told about history. And that's why we were in, uh, we were in Glastonbury, and, and, and Crian gave this beautiful message about um, Jesus and, and uh, Joseph. Joseph was his uncle. And what happened at the crucifixion, what happened in the Last Supper, it was so loving, and it was so real, and so practical, and it's mm. not what necessarily you read in Scripture. Absolutely, yeah. So that would be a number of shows for another day. We could go on for it days. It would be, that. yeah. And I, again, I want to be very careful when I tell people, not here to change anybody's belief, or really not, just to, to open people's uh, awareness to check things out. And then God gets bigger for you. It doesn't wipe away anything that, um, you know, that you're glued to that was magnificent to begin with. It just makes it much, much, much better. Yeah, I think I've heard I've heard you say it in a way something along the lines of, you know, anything that brings you to the love of God, like that's appropriate and stick with yes. that. Um yes. yeah, and I I would just say, you know, and as a piggyback on that that it was actually, you know, the Cryon's teachings that allowed me to come back to Jesus because I feel like what I was told about him was not yes. the full story or necessarily true. So yeah. Uh, yeah, a, you know, Christ was a master who had the ability to do everything crime has told us we eventually can do. Yes. And this is, uh, is with the changing physics and with the healing. Uh, it just, it, it's so crying-esque. And there it was, all of the master showing us as a human being what is possible. Yes. And that, I think, is, is why we're just so attracted to this master, as uh, I am too. Yeah, you and me both. Oh, goodness. Okay, so I'm looking at all my questions, and I'm thinking, where do we want to go now, Lee? Hmm, I've got questions on soul contracts, wild cards, our connection to Gaia, Ooh, the power of our belief on our biology. Are any of those resonating for you? All <laughs> of them. All I of them. teach them all. <laughs> okay, and well, we've got about 10 minutes left. So, so. Yeah, oh, good, so let's go to wild cards. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like that one because I think that's very timely for where we are right now. Can you tell us why? <laughs> yeah, I want the listeners to do something that's impossible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to put politics aside for a moment completely and totally. You don't belong to any party, and you just came from space. If somebody's trying to show you what's going on on the planet. And so now I'm going to tell you that our current president is a wild card. It doesn't matter whether you love him or hate him, and whether you think he's inelegant or whether you, you know, think he's a, a joker or a fool or whatever. It just doesn't matter. He's a wild card. Yeah. And when he was elected and crying, within one month after that, gave a channel. He said, welcome to the change. Nobody expected this. Nope. And what we got was a man who was going to change everything. He takes a big stick and it stirs it up. What's going to happen in the future is after he's gone, whatever way he leaves, you're going to have the whole thing is going to be changed. What we do, how we look at it, what we go from there, we'll have this wild card sticker on it saying, well, if it hadn't been for him, we probably wouldn't have found this out or done this or, hey, this is something that worked or didn't work. In other words, we need this to be done in so many things. Now, switch over to business. We're going to have the same thing there. We're going to have to ha- we're going to have you're going to start seeing it. You're going to have um, executive salaries tied into performance instead of just a good old boys club where they get millions of dollars and walk away no matter how they did. Right. You're going to have big pharma start to be responsible for what they've done. Some of those companies will simply fall over because they'll find out that they're keeping money. They're, I mean, they're making money from which people keep getting sick. They're actually making money mm-hmm. and letting people die because they, because they didn't get their amortization schedules. Wait till people find this out. It's, it's just like the women's issue with, a, with abuse. 
by the way, this gets me in trouble, but I don't even think that's a women's issue. I think that's an integrity issue between human beings. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to see it change. Mm-hmm. And there, if you, if you can look at that and extrapolate that into politics, into business, you're going to see wild cards. Um, we've had them in the past. Tesla was a wild card. He gave us something we're using today that nobody figured out but him. He's coming back. There are going to be some other inventions that are going to be wild card inventions given to us when we need it that's going to change everything. Crime even says this. Some of them are going to be like, the, like they're reinventing the wheel. That's coming. Those will be from wild cards. So a wild card is somebody who comes to the planet to do a specific thing and then usually leaves, sometimes inelegantly and sometimes penniless. But yeah. they come and do just one thing, basically, and then uh, that's all they're supposed to do. And it's classic. We start, start listing who some of those people were and Crime has identified. It's really something. So don't despair no matter what side of the aisle you are on, don't despair what's going on in Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood. <laughs> that's what it says. That's, that's a uh, Freudian slip. In um, Congress, because it looks like Hollywood. Yes, it does. It really does. I mean, that's it looks like the movies. Don't despair. In fact, what Crian says, all of you, old souls, light workers, no matter how you feel politically, can you give light to the White House? Mm. Can you put light in front of, our, of a leader who's, who's there now? And there's, there's some people who say, how could Crian possibly say that because of who's there? And you say, you know, you're missing the point. You've let your bias completely get in the way of sending light so that whoever is there can see clearer. That's what we do. That's, that's, that's the consciousness we have that we can, we can do. So no matter what bothers you, instead of complaining about it or getting up about it and all, you start sending light to it and watch what happens. Mm. You may even get a handshake the North Korean leader, which, by the way, there's a whole lot of press that is saying impossible, won't work. You just watch. They'll say, you know, you've got, you've got an amazing thing that has happened, and you've got human nature in all through the media that is going, nah, no good. Brian mm-hmm. says, expect it. It's here. <laughs> so we just don't seem to want these things to change. You know, so you'll get your nuclear war instead. That's what you'd like, you know. <laughs> so these things are starting to happen, and and people are not seeing the magnificence of the potentials that is going on around them. Yeah, yeah. It, Wild card. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and so, kind of on that that ability of us to change the way that we are, you know, I think, and if I am paraphrasing or mischaracterizing this, Lee, please, please tell me. Um, but you know, and I believe in this idea that we we agree before we come in with other souls about how we're going to show up, potentials that may happen in a given lifetime. But I feel like Crian has even more recently said that, or talked about our ability to really rewrite those contracts. That dropping old karma, these things are no longer set in stone, so to speak. And it felt very empowering. Um, is you know, that Crian said? He said, "Sonny, they never were set in stone. Okay. We did that." But those are humans applying human nature and human business to a spiritual idea, a a plan that is so much more above anything we can ever even think about that it's it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We come in with what I'll even call a yod. It's 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 uh, an agreement that we're going to go on this path unless we have free choice to change it because something else comes along that's better or unless we awaken. How about that one? Uh So this whole idea of coming back in with karma so that you will go a place and and correct something, or, or some, you did something to somebody, they're going to do it to you, that's all extremely human. That, okay. is, that, is, that is tit for tat. It is, um, comes right out of uh, you know, what humans think 
about what justice is, not about a plan that says love and compassion trump, sorry to use the word, everything, (laughs) everything. And so you come in with a starting contract. I don't even like to use the word. And it it is rewritable immediately. As Mm. soon as you realize who you are, awaken to a bigger truth, you can start moving from it. And I've heard so many people say, well, I'd love to do this, except that I know my contract is to, and then your name goes here, and then they make a list. Ah. That is humanism at its worst. Okay, okay. A linear, very linear idea of a limitation of who you are, supposedly put upon you by yourself when you were on the other side of the veil. We don't do that. We are born magnificent, and we can change anything, especially about where we go, our lives, and what we accomplish. Oh, I love that. And that's such a perfect note to bring us just about to a close. We've got about two minutes left, Lee. And I just want to finally mention one more time, of course, Lee is going to be uh, in Portland, Oregon this weekend. So Saturday the 11th through Monday the 13th, it's at um, the Holiday Inn Portland South. Just go to cryon.com. That's K-R-Y-O-N cryon.com and click on the events link and you can find out how to register and get down there and participate in this. Um, Lee, we've got two minutes left and I would love to ask, you know, where's Cryon going? Where do you see this work going from here? But I will really just kind of let you uh, use this last time as a message, however you want to close. (laughs) I thought um, by this point in my life, Cryon had been here for almost 30 years, that it would start winding down and it isn't. And the reason it isn't because there's several reasons, but because the message is a good one, and it's a powerful one for our time. And I want people to really think about the message that we are magnificent and that we don't, and that God does not think like a human, and ponder what it is that perhaps is there in your life that you didn't even think you could do or perhaps isn't for you, including healing the things that perhaps that you're you bought into the fact that you have disease or whatever, and you can feel it. Maybe there's there, those listening here right now, it's going to be their demise. It doesn't have to be. We can change so many things. We are powerful beyond belief. So it, it requires a change of attitude and thinking and, ability, and and your ability to move out of what was. Absolutely. And um, to access any of those free recordings, all of the channel sessions are available at cryon.com. I go there quite a bit. I encourage you to do that this weekend. Um, so thank you so much, Lee Carroll, for being on Sunny in Seattle. Um, I'm just so honored to have had you on the show. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And don't forget to join us next week. I'll be interviewing Sarah Bamford Seidelman in the studio right here in Seattle. Um, she's going to be doing a couple of events at East West Bookshop on Thursday and Saturday. Um, she's got that fabulous book, The Book of Beasties, your A to Z guide to the, the illuminating wisdom of spirit animals. She has a really fun perspective on this. So I encourage you to tune in and also check out at eastwestbookshop.com her events coming up. Thank you so much for joining Sunny in Seattle, and we will see you next week.